1: Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. In today's episode, we take a look at seven things that you might not know about Disney World after its reopening that can help you if you're planning a vacation sometime soon. If you're thinking about planning a vacation, let Joe be your travel agent at no cost to you. You can email me, josephchung, at travelmation.net. Connect with the podcast anytime, DisneyDeciphered.gmail.com, at gmail.com, at on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. And you can find old episodes at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. As always, we really appreciate your positive reviews. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies.
0: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
1: Welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So, on today's episode, we are getting back to planning for a trip especially with disney's reopening so we thought we would cover seven things that you may or may not know but you really should know if you're going to disney right now for the reopening some will help you plan some will just help you to mentally plan but yeah we uh, also took some advice from listeners who have been there as well and we kind of put it all together some of it will be review from what we have discussed before but you know if you are going last minute if you are going but haven't had time to prepare this is kind of like your cram session for you know the things that look different during reopening before we get started we just want to give a quick shout out to patron scott m uh thanks so much for supporting the podcast if you'd like to support the podcast receive bonus content you can check us out on patreon.com slash disney deciphered leslie and i just dropped a disney deciphered unfiltered episode last week about uh disneyland and that mess uh and i just dropped one today uh, about uh my planning a trip but enough from me leslie how's it going and i'll give you uh 30 seconds to rant really quickly since disneyland situation has just gotten worse since we recorded last week
0: I mean, Joe, I don't even know what to do anymore. And yeah, if anyone does want to hear me rant, I was pretty ranty on that unfiltered episode. But I'm even more ranty now. (laughs) I mean, Newsom drew a line in the sand. He said he was going to be stubborn about reopening in his most recent press conference. And clearly, there was some sort of falling out between Iger and Newsom on the Coronavirus State Commission that Iger promptly resigned from, and Disney then put out a statement from its chief medical officer claiming that, you know, of course we're safe, like here's the data to show it, and uh, Newsom has not yet countered with any data of his own, so I'm really just watching and waiting, and in the meantime, we'll put this in the show notes, my husband, who actually litigated a business reopening case in California for some wineries earlier this summer, gave an interview to another Disney blog, Mice Chat, about sort of the legal case that Disney could potentially make, because honestly, it may come to that. The fact that you know the state has not issued any guidelines for Disneyland and theme parks, but it has issued guidelines for every other kind of business, could be a real uh, constitutional issue. Believe it or not.
1: All right, Leslie, I said thirty seconds. Come on.
0: <laughs> How long was I? Was that like a minute? I've got you-
1: <laughs> yeah, you went a minute over. Okay, I feel like a, I feel like a debate moderator right now. But- uh,
0: Rant. <laughs> I didn't interrupt you, Joe. I didn't interrupt That's you. True. That's true. That's
1: true. Rant over. Rant over. Definitely check out that article. I just saw an article today from Tom Bricker of Disney Tourist Blog, who we seem to talk about every single week. But he was like, it might not be until 2021. And I would not be surprised at this point. It's just kind of this impasse seems like it's not going to be dealt with. But we're not here to talk about Disneyland. We're here to talk about Disney World's reopening. So like I said, we've got- seven things that you might not know but you should know if you're visiting for the reopening and i'll say it up front and i'll say it at the end as well you know if you've been after reopening and we missed something please let us know so that we can share it uh with you know all the listeners obviously leslie and i have not been there yet so we are looking to you for your advice and your experiences before we get to the seven one quick reminder remember that you have to make park pass reservations before you get to the park you know you have to declare on which day you're going to be visiting which park and you have to have a ticket associated with that before you can do that but that's kind of like a number zero since you know you should have known that already all right leslie so why don't you kick us off uh what is kind of the first thing we want to make sure people know before they go back to Disney's reopening?
0: So the first thing people should know is that park hours are constantly changing and shifting right now. And this is something that you know wasn't necessarily happening in those first couple of weeks that Disney World reopened, but has happened out of necessity as the crowd patterns have really changed. And, you know, initially there were pretty empty parks in the beginning and then, you know, work got out, things were being run safely and people were interested in going and the crowds have started ticking up. And so, you know, those earlier park hours that they reduced um, have now had to come back up again. So this is really a moving target. But there was a big shift that just happened very, very recently. And again, Tom Bricker on Disney Tourist Blog covers it for like through the Christmas season. But this is something to definitely watch because this is not going to be something that you can plan far in advance for because it might change by the time you make your plans.
1: Yeah, Disney has released its hours through December twenty sixth, So basically through Christmas, but not through New Year's yet. I think the big thing that we've seen in December is that like Magic Kingdom and Epcot have kind of shifted their hours later. So it's still like eight to nine hours of open park time per day, but it's shifted later because of Christmas decorations and Christmas stuff that's going on. So that's why they've shifted to later. I'm pretty sure that Hours will likely not be reduced, at least whole scale, uh, anytime between now and the end of 2020. But what you might see is park hours shifting an hour here or there, maybe adding an hour like this weekend on the three-day weekend, Disney added an hour or two at various parks. So you can look at the Disney park hours right now, but uh, it could change before your trip depending how soon your trip is. So you know, just keep an eye on that and uh, plan accordingly. Especially if you're planning to rope drop, you want to just make sure that those hours are correct, at the very least the night before you uh, plan to go. Kind of going along with that and rope dropping, parks have been opening 30 to 60 minutes early, just like they have in normal times. It's getting like closer normal times and at least in terms of how disney treats the hours and stuff at the parks so the parks are opening 30 to 60 minutes early for rope drop as they have in the past however what has changed of course is because of social distancing with disney transportation whether it's buses and especially with the skyliner you really gotta leave your room if you're staying on disney property pretty early to make sure you kind of get there in time to like take advantage of that 30 to 60 minute before official opening time rope drop. So for example, Hollywood Studios has been opening at 10. Most people recommend lining up for the Skyliner actually at 8am to make sure you get to Hollywood Studios by like 9.15, 9.30 so you can get in as soon as the rope drops. Get that first ride or two in before the crowds uh, get there, and to uh, just uh, make things more efficient.
0: So there's still no sleeping in at Disney World, folks. Even though the parks are opening at like ten now, uh, you still got to be up and out on pretty early. I- I'm wondering what you think, Joe. Does this council in favor of, or I guess council against, some of the resorts that might have slower transportation if the Skyliner is not that convenient, and you have to, you know, be there two hours early? Is is there some advantage to being at other resorts?
1: Yeah, I really think it depends on what you're looking for in the trip. Like with my family, if I was there with my family right now, probably still would not rope drop hollywood studios because rope dropping hollywood studios is important but it's especially important like if you want rise of the resistance uh slinky dog dash rock and roller coaster you know those kinds of attractions but for my family i probably still would like roll in around lunchtime because the lines in the late afternoon to evening they still aren't that bad they're higher than they were in september and in august but they're still like manageable we're talking like from what i've seen you know 20 to 40 minutes so it's like relatively manageable. So with my family, you know, I don't know if I would push them to rope drop, but if you really do want a rope drop, you know, either you line up early for that Skyliner or you spring a little extra to stay at one of the deluxe resorts on Crescent Lake so that you can just walk to Hollywood Studios kind of at your own pace and show up there by like 9.15, 9.30, you know, you'd only have to leave at like nine o'clock to walk. So yeah, I think it does change the strategy, but it depends on what type of trip you want to have. And, you know, maybe you only rope drop hollywood studios once if you plan to go twice you know so it's just it just depends what you're looking for out of your day
0: makes sense all right well turning to our third thing you might not know let's talk about security scanners so (laughs) this is a tip from one of our listeners michael t thanks so much for sending this in but at epcot and animal kingdom when you walk through the security scanners you have to make sure that your metal is out of your bags and this may soon be coming to disney's hollywood studios right joe
1: that's right. So they have those like metal detectors where you just, you just walk through. So it's like a lot faster. It's a lot more efficient. You don't have to like have people check your bags for things. You just walk through you with your bag, but you know, you're going to have to have your metal out beforehand. So it's important, I think, to know that these security scanners exist because it really saves a lot of time and also saves a lot of stress. And we expect that. All four parks are going to eventually have these. You know, I think I've seen pictures of these new scanners being installed at Hollywood Studios. So, you know, as time goes on, as more and more of these are installed, uh, it'll just be more and more efficient to get into the parks. But, you know, it's just a nice thing to know. This isn't going to, like, rock your world or, like, completely change your touring. But it's good to know that if you're going to Animal Kingdom or Epcot right now, you don't have to be as stressed out as you're getting through security. Coming up next is... The fourth thing that we want to share, which if you've been paying attention at all, you probably know already, but uh, crowds have definitely been ticking up. Now we're recording on Sunday of a three day weekend. And right before I guess everyone was posting uh, tonight, because right before we started recording this episode, I saw touring plans blog had posted that today was like the longest wait times that Epcot and Animal Kingdom have seen since reopening, which makes sense. It's a three day weekend. Uh, The crowds have gotten bigger and you know it's the sunday of a three-day weekend so the crowds were pretty heavy now with the increased crowds like we're starting to see some bunching around character cavalcades especially in the magic kingdom you'll probably have seen some pictures of people lining up main street also with the increased crowds you know i've seen in some facebook groups that like mass compliance is not as good like some people were saying that like on a bad day it's been like 75 to 80 percent but generally on good days it's still 95 percent but you know that makes sense because there's more people there's just uh less regulation that the cast members can do i did see though this weekend that on magic kingdom they put up a uh, Signs saying that if you're not wearing your mask correctly, you're going to be asked to leave. So I think uh, Disney is kind of trying to fight back against this tide. But really, you should know that the crowds, you know, those pictures that you saw in July and August, you're not going to see them anymore. It's not as empty as it was then. Uh, again, Michael T, even he said that he was there recently, and it felt a little bit more like normal. He said it's still not as crowded as it normally is, but it's, it's getting there. That being said, If you see pictures on the weekends of super big crowds, those are still kind of overblown. The weekends are the worst times, but in terms of wait times and things like that, it's still, you know, we're not approaching pre-pandemic levels by any means, but the crowds are ticking up and it's something to know if you're planning a trip.
0: Yeah, that's right. Are you kicking yourself for not going when the crowds were lighter, Joe, in the last couple of weeks and months?
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm kicking myself in some senses, but you know, like I just said in the, Bonus episode I recorded for the patrons. I don't regret my decisions, but it would have been uh, nice. I had reasons not to go. And so, you know, I, I feel okay. You know, I still, I don't know. Maybe I'm waffling. I don't know. Don't don't uh, don't <laughs> cause my brain to break, Leslie.
0: I know, I know. But yeah, this is really important because I think a lot of people did see those images of the crowds being really low, the parks being next to empty, and I don't think that's coming back. That's certainly not coming back as we go into the Christmas season and finish up the Halloween season here. I I think that ship has sailed. So plan accordingly. And, you know, the the ride wait times are increased as well to go along with that. So, you know, no more like walking on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train like three times in a row.
1: Probably not. Although late at night, maybe like towards a park closing. And that kind of leads us into our fifth thing that you should know right now. And that is that wait times are kind of wildly erratic especially posted wait times it's it's really tough to tell i'm seeing like so much conflicting information right now uh, about posted wait times compared to how long you're going to actually wait in line touring plans has been consistently saying that those times are overestimated but then there are some like competing websites that are saying that touring plans is overblowing the overestimation of times and then i'm seeing reports from listeners that the wait times have been pretty accurate like so like what the posted wait times are have been spot on with about how long it actually is. But I've also seen other reports uh, from listeners and on Twitter that the posted wait times are longer than normal. So I don't know. These wait times are like all over the place. I would just say that you have to kind of go with the flow. The only thing I can say for sure is that no one has been saying that the actual wait times are longer than the posted wait times. But you really should go in kind of, again, thinking that These post-away times are a moving target and, you know, don't assume that it's going to be shorter than what's been posted. I don't know. It's crazy right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is, is, you know, if you're looking at a line and eyeballing it, everything's going to be totally off based upon what you know at Disney World because, of course, the lines have social distancing. So it's going to be really hard unless you're somebody who's been going regularly you know, all the time, a local since the parks have been reopened to really know whether the wait times you're being fed are accurate. But we'd love to hear from listeners on this to see if there's some patterns that are starting to emerge, if certain rides are more wildly off than other attractions, things like that. So definitely hit us up about information on that.
1: Yeah. And we should also say that these bigger crowds, like part of why you're seeing these pictures that look super crowded are because of these lines that due to social distancing. Like I saw a line, I think it was Seven Dwarfs Mind Train went all the way into like Tomorrowland or something. Um, And that's just because, you know, all the space between different parties in the queue. So that's why I take all these Disney World looks super crowded pictures with a grain of salt. It is probably more crowded now than I feel comfortable with. But at the same time, we're not talking like People are packed in like they're at a concert or at like a sporting event or something like that. It just looks more crowded because, you know, there's so many these queues spill outside and, you know, they take up space, uh, especially in some of those narrower areas, narrow walkways. So what do we got next, Leslie? What's number six?
0: All right. Number six is all about mobile dining. And as things have gone along and the parks have You know, been open. Disney has been adding more and more options to allow you to get food using the mobile app. So more restaurants have reopened, which is good news. And that helps accommodate the increased crowds we're talking about. One notable thing is that several restaurants are offering mobile to go. So these are restaurants that are normally table service, but you can place a mobile order and get food to go there. That includes Sanaa and The Wave and The Contemporary. So some good dining options that are now available. And another thing we've mentioned, I believe on an earlier episode, is that there's now this mobile queue for standby dining at table service restaurants. So if you don't have a reservation, but you kind of want to get in line for it, you don't have to go to the restaurant physically. You can check the wait times and sort of get in a queue um, remotely, which is really nice to give you some more flexibility. So this is, I think, not not yet known by a lot of people and probably not fully used except for by the Disney faithful.
1: Yeah, I'm really hoping, you know, now that mobile order is being used by everyone in quick service restaurants. I'm hoping at the very least, this mobile standby queue for table service restaurants is like a new kind of edge that we might have when we go. But I guess we'll see. People are using their app way more than they were before. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but uh, I guess we will see. All right, so number seven, closing things out. If you're going in 2020 and you haven't planned your trip yet, that means you're probably planning a last minute trip. Maybe you're like me and you wanna look at crowds and then you know only decide at the last second whether you're gonna go or not. Well, the nice thing is that D- Disney still has a lot of distressed hotel inventory, uh, which means that they are trying to get rid of hotel rooms at much cheaper rates. And so you can get a lot of good last minute deals on Disney hotel rooms on site right now. So t- we talked about it before, but JJT, who is uh, a Twitter user who was so good at this, he parlayed it into a writing assignment for touring plans. So he writes these blog posts about how you can get these last minute deals on Priceline and Hotwire. You know, I think he had like in October, there was like pop for like $80 or something like that. And you know, sometimes you see deluxes for like under 200. Anyway, follow him on Twitter at JJT, because then he'll post when he posts the articles on touring plans. But there are Priceline and Hotwire deals to be had if you're looking for a last minute hotel room and saving money. But also these DVC rental sites like David's and I think the other one was called DVC rental store. Sorry, Uh, we did it in an episode, but uh, it's slipping my mind right now. They are like renting points at like distressed rates as well so i saw that like the yacht club was going for maybe 250 a night when you end up like converting the number of points you're renting to cash and stuff like that so definitely check out all those options if you're going last minute and like you're say planning the week before so you know you're gonna go i think uh, those are great options to save and to get those last minute deals which uh, can really take the sting off you know how much money you're paying for your disney vacation
0: For sure. And I have heard that there's some good deals to be had, especially for some of the deluxe resorts. I think a lot of the value and even some of the moderate are starting to sell out for the rest of the year. So you have to kind of hunt and peck for those. But if you're willing to splurge at one of the nicer resorts, there might be some bigger deals to be found there.
1: Yeah, we have to talk about this in another episode, but it's kind of wild that if you think about it, the only value rooms that exist are Pop Century and then the Little Mermaid rooms at Art of Animation. So there's very little value inventory. There is more moderate inventory, but it's this weird thing where like most of the inventory is deluxe at Disney right now. So I we should keep an eye on how that's going to affect uh, hotel prices and also hotel occupancy. So it's just a kind of a bizarre thing that happened since the All-Stars are all closed.
0: Yeah, for sure. And no sign of them opening anytime soon. All right, Joe. Well, let's uh, close it out with a Disney do or don't. What do you got for us?
1: My Disney do is do change your mentality, especially if you're a Disney veteran or even a Disney second or third timer. Thinking about planning a Disney trip right now, it's just such a different animal than what we were talking about this time last year. It's going to be a lot less actual planning like before your trip. Like, cause you're not planning out your fast passes. Yeah. You're planning what parks you're going to on what days, but you know, it's really going to be a lot more playing it by ear and what you lack in preparing by like making actual decisions before you get to the parks is being replaced by having to have a lot of mental preparation for being flexible and for going with the flow when you are at the parks. You know, this is something that I haven't fully processed yet because I haven't gone to the parks, but it is very weird. I think for someone who like was so into like planning their Disney vacation and being ready to go from A to B to C to D to like think about going to the parks right now and really kind of having no idea what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to check the wait times and go to a ride depending on what the wait times are like playing the whole entire day by year. I don't know. It's just bizarre. So plan your mental game accordingly, you know, be prepared for this huge change in mentality. I don't know. Is it weird for you to think about Leslie?
0: Yeah, it's super weird. At least for Disney World, maybe it will be an easier easier transition for me being used to Disneyland, but honestly, the the absence of park hopping I think is going to be really really bizarre for me because I'm such a park hopper. So, we'll see if I if I get to go anytime soon. It's definitely not happening in 2020, but 2021 remains TBD.
1: Definitely you know, we want to do a uh, when's the best time to visit in 2021 type episode, everyone. But I don't know if we want to uh, risk going out on a limb there, because who knows what could happen in the next two months. You know, it's totally unpredictable.
0: For sure. I'm not going on record yet about 2021. Uh, Anytime soon.
1: Definitely. All right. Well, uh, like we said at the top, you know, if you have other things that you think people might not know or might not realize about the parks right now during disney reopening please let us know disney deciphered gmail.com you can tweet at us at wdw on twitter or connect with us on our facebook page disney deciphered you know we just appreciate you know a lot of listeners have been writing in about their experiences we really appreciate that you know thank you for being our eyes and ears on the ground you know we will get back there but uh you know we cannot predict exactly when that'll be right now so yeah thanks for listening and hopefully this has been helpful to you other than that leslie thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me and i will see you waiting for the skyliner at 7 30 because you just gotta be the first person in line
0: thanks joe